Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There's a lot going on in today's gospel. It takes place during the Last Supper discourse. And these are four chapters in the Gospel of John where John relates to us what he spoke to his closest friends, his disciples, the night before he suffered and died. It is a very beautiful text, but it is also very theologically dense and rich. And so we are going to be taking this just one step at a time, um, and there's three things specifically here to look at. The first is the fact that Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you in the Father's house. So we're going to look at the Father's house, and we're also going to look at 
the way to the Father's house when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we won't talk about it directly, but we will also be addressing the third part also, where Jesus makes clear that there's an identity between himself and the Father, and that we are called to share in that identity as well. The thread that's going to run through all of this is simply this. That when Jesus predicts and foretells that he will ascend into heaven, what he is really doing is he is making a claim on each and every one of our hearts. He's making a claim on our hearts to draw us to himself. And so this gospel reminds me, when I was back in seminary, I spent a summer in Guatemala to learn or get a little bit better at my Spanish. And I remember having a conversation with a young man during my time there. He asked me about the United States. And especially at the time when I was feeling a little bit homesick, I spoke about how much I loved the United States, my home country, how much I loved it, all the different aspects of it, its beauty, you know, its culture, uh, the different aspects that are associated with, with the country that I do love. Then I asked him about Guatemala, and he smiled. He said that he would never want to leave Guatemala. He loved it so much, and he spoke very beautifully about how he loved all the hills there. It's a very, there's a lot of green there, <laughs> and there's also a lot of hills there, and it really is a very beautiful countryside. And he spoke about his love for this and how much he just enjoyed being there in his country. And it was this very great moment that we were able to share with each other where we both kind of shared our own love for a country, our love for our native homelands. This love for our homelands is written on each one of our hearts. And yet, this is just an echo of what is written more deeply on our hearts in wanting to be home with the Father in heaven. That ultimately, our home is not here. Our home is with the Father. Our home is in eternity. And this is why Jesus says in the gospel that I go to prepare a place for you in the true fatherland, in the Father's house, the Father, the, our God, who we have that relationship with as Father by virtue of the fact that Jesus came, suffered, died, and rose from the dead for us. There's something more beautiful going on here, too. When Jesus says, my Father's house, the language that, he, <clears throat> that he's evoking here comes from the Old Testament, where they would speak of the house of the Lord. And of course, the house of the Lord is the temple. And the temple for Israel was heaven on earth. It was a capsulation of the entire cosmos where God himself dwelt. And so the temple for Israel pointed to the eternity that they felt that they were being called towards. They themselves understood that they were on pilgrimage towards an ultimate promised land. And so Jesus here is both pointing to the true temple in heaven, and we know this to be true because, for instance, in the, God, in, uh, the Revelation of John, when he sees heaven, 
he sees all the same temple imagery. But there's something deeper going on here too because Jesus himself said in the gospel, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He was, of course, referring not to the temple of Jerusalem, but he was referring to his own body. Jesus is the true temple. And so we have access to that heavenly temple here and now in the church. Recall that St. Paul, in one of his letters, speaks about Jesus Christ as being head of his body, the body being the church. And in our second reading today, we hear about how we are called to be living stones, called out, even though we're cast aside by the world, cast aside by whatever is going on in our lives, and accepted by God, built up into that spiritual edifice to be a living sacrifice to the Lord. We are called to be part of this living temple. We are called to be part of this church. Jesus calls us out of darkness and into this marvelous light. As St. Paul talks about, it's through Jesus' death and resurrection that we have access to the Father so that if we die with him, we can also rise with him. And that he who was God did not gain equality with God, but humbled himself, taking form of the man, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue proclaim him Lord. Jesus shows us the way to the Father precisely because he incorporates us into himself and he is asking for us to draw near to him. This was the purpose of the death and resurrection. In other words, Jesus is calling us to embrace what he won for us in and through his resurrection, to embrace the newness of life that is there, to cast off the works of darkness, to cast off our old selves, and to be renewed in vision of mind and of heart so that in and through Christ we can enter into this relationship with him through the church. Now, this is all very beautiful, this is all very theological, this is all very great. Thomas, for us, asks the practical question. If we want to get to this place, if we want to get to heaven, and if we want to experience that heaven here on earth in the church, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, don't worry about it. Just follow your hearts. Wait. No, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's, that's, not, the right, that, that's not the right words. Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said to him, I am one of many ways. Pick whichever one sounds best to you. Wait, sorry. My mistake again. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm the way, but you know, if there's some things that you don't like about it, ask, don't let it bother you. Dang it. Sorry. I <laughs> of course not. Jesus is very clear and emphatic. I am the way and the truth and the life. And this is the choice that we all have to make. 
Do we want to follow our own ways? Or do we want to give our hearts and surrender our hearts and our lives over to the good and gracious God who will bring us to where we need to be? In many ways, this is the fulfillment of the first commandment of the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods besides me. And in our lives, we have this tendency to build up false idols. We have this tendency, whether it's our favorite sin that we can't quite shake and we try to justify, whether it's whatever hot topic happens to be uh, wrong with the church and the church just needs to get with the times on X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, we have all these different ways of trying to place other things before God. We know also that this does not work, and it's very easy to see. We can just look around society. I think the most prescribed drugs right now are antidepressants. If it's not the most, I think it's, I'm sorry, I think the most prescribed drugs are actually um, uh, heart medication for people who are struggling with diets. But um, outside of that, I think the second most highly prescribed drugs is antidepressants. We have people who are enslaved to all sorts of things, whether it be um, technology, impurity, alcohol. We have suicides going up, divorce continuing to rise. We see despair, sadness, and brokenness all around us. And this is the result if we try to do it our own way, if we try to seek after our own personal happiness. But, and I'll conclude with this, if we act like the saints and choose God first, everything else falls into place. St. Charles de Foucault, he is a saint of, at the turn of the 20th century, I believe, and he had a radical conversion. He lived a very secular life, not giving much heed to religion or anything of that nature, did not believe in God whatsoever. And then after his conversion, he gave himself wholeheartedly to God, embracing poverty, living as a hermit, doing everything he could to try to grow in this relationship of the one who, that, who he discovered loved him. He wrote in one of his letters, that the moment I understood who God is, I realized that I had to give my entire life to him. The moment I understood who God is, I realized that I had to give my entire life to him. And this is the secret of the saints. They found in themselves that there was something in their hearts that the world could not satisfy. They found that whenever they tried to fill that longing with anything other than God, it would just make it worse. At best, it would be provide temporary relief, but in the end, it would just lead to greater discouragement and sadness. And the saints discovered that this longing in our hearts can only be satisfied by the one true God, Jesus Christ, 
who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They came to believe and they came to understand with a full certitude that Jesus is the only way. And so they gave him their hearts. The question for us then is, will we do likewise? Jesus is the only way. Will we, though, make him the king of our hearts and the Lord of our lives? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.